And just like that, Hidden Nation, welcome right back into the studio. You got Josh Carey right here, your hidden entrepreneur. And you're tuned into 710 WOR, the voice of New York, right here on the iHeartRadio network, which does what for you? Grants you the opportunity to download that free iHeartRadio app. And you can scroll and get this show and all previous episodes that you're tuned into or the abundance of other shows or other music that you like all day, all night on that free iHeartRadio app. Hidden Nation, we got such a great show for you today. I know who you are. I know what you like. Trust me when I say today is a good day. We're joined by Matt Haycox, who is an investor, an advisor, a mentor to people like you and me. He's going to help us understand how he's grown his net worth back in the day to millions, lost it all, built it back up. And today he helps fund hundreds of millions of dollars to people like you and me. Let's figure this all out so we can achieve what we want. Welcome to the program, Matt. So good to have you. Hey, Josh, how you doing? Thanks for having me. I love this concept of somebody like you helping us understand the mistakes we might be making that we that we're not even aware of do you find that when you deal directly with entrepreneurs that there are some low-hanging fruit mistakes that you see over and over again that we could acknowledge yeah absolutely i mean look i wouldn't say it's one specific mistake that 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 always shines through but i think that you know for me the overriding principle is that um, is that most business owners just don't know what they're doing, um, and I, I think for for me, you know, I always say it comes about because the barrier to entry for business is so low. You know, all, all you have to do, you you have a business idea, whatever that is, whether that's selling a product, opening a shop, you know, becoming a becoming a recruitment consultant, whatever it is you want to do. You know, yesterday you weren't in business, today you are in business, and it's a very um, I mean, it's almost it's almost considered binary. You know, you're either a business owner or you're not. Wow. And the analogy that I always give is let's look at sport. And if you know, if I'd never kicked a football yesterday and I decided I was going to kick a football today, nobody else nor me would consider myself a football, you know, a football player. I wouldn't even be fit to go and play on five a side with my friends on a Sunday. Never mind would I be considered ready to go, you know, ready to go and play with Manchester United or Manchester City. And that's you know that's very obvious, and it would be it would be laughable to you know to, to to say anything other than that. But with business, it just seems like because because there's no clear scorecard apart from apart from the money, um, that, that 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 all of that kind of common sense of experience just goes out the window. And you know people who weren't in business last year but are in business this year happily sit themselves alongside Richard Branson or Elon Musk and you know, could consider that we're, we're business owners. I think whether it's that or whether it's ego, you know, uh, uh, naivety or what, but, you know, yeah, the, the, the quantum of unnecessary mistakes that go on in business uh, is, is, is scary. I love the idea that you just 
brought up. The fact that so many of us go into business, we have no clue what we're doing. And it's because that barrier to entry, like you said, is so low. So, and I know that we all have different strengths and personalities, right? Some of us are uh, more visionary and creative. Some are more process oriented and uh, operations detailed. Is is one stronger than the other? Do you help one better than the other? What do we need to know? I mean, look, I don't think it's that one's stronger than the other, but I think what's key is to know what your skills are, uh, and that you know, and and there's nothing wrong with being better in something than something else, or there's nothing wrong with not you know with with not being very good at something. Um, I mean, you you might not want to be. You might want to be better than not very good, but you know, there's always going to be things, think things that are your your area of specialism. And uh, you know, I mean, for me, you know, the, the successful business owners, or, or you know, the very successful ones, are the ones that have got the you know got the humility to know that they've always got something to learn. You know, to understand that they've always got something to learn. Uh, you know, you, you've and if you haven't got the the right skill set to do something, you know, you've got to got to put the right people in place that have. Uh, and I think as well, you know, a, a common common mistake you know you see is that you. You don't have just because you own a business doesn't mean you have to run it. And just because you found a business doesn't mean you should, you know, you should be the CEO as, 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 time, as time goes on. I think, you know, it's a there's no there's no one size fits all answer for this. But I think it's, you know, it's a constant process of, you know, self-awareness mixed with evolution that, you know, what was right on day one probably isn't right at, you know, at the end of year one and certainly won't be right at the end of year 10. You've raised hundreds of millions of dollars and and you've funded uh similar numbers does money solve the problems with with with, with um within businesses within failed businesses well i mean listen it it, it depends i mean like I, if we talk about the money that i i raise you know I, I tend to to provide money for businesses who have a specific need for it you know that's a, a very specific business problem uh, normally a positive problem even if there's a, a negative situation around the business you know we're, we're normally there trying to trying to fund the improvement of that and and, and, and something positive um but but no i mean look we, without without the right plan without the right skill set in place then, then then all money will do is 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 prolong the agony and you know i mean a kind of a you know very real life example of that that i see very regularly is you know i i might get a, get shown a business that's that wants to raise a million million dollars let's say i said well why do you want to raise a million dollars Oh, well, we want to refinance this million dollars of debt that we've got. And if you look at that business, it, it, it might be making $75,000 a year, let's say. I mean, these are, you know, it's a made up situation, but the, but the principle holds. So, and I look at it and say, well, hang on a minute. The $75,000 you're making is, okay, it's, it's nice in isolation, might be a you know, nice little business for you, but it'll take 14 years to put to, to put to pay the million dollars that you're trying to raise you need to you, know, you need, need to look at this and understand what's the problem in there because you've the, the the business is clearly insolvent you know the business as is clearly doesn't work i'm not saying you haven't got some strings of a business bow there there's obviously something that's making you the 75k 
but there's obviously been problems over the previous years that have allowed you to get in, into the debt hole that you've got, debt hole you've got, and that business needs to go through some kind of you know, probably some kind of insolvency process, some kind of some some kind of cleanup, you know, to take to take the good bit from it. And, and, and leave, leave the bad bits behind so, so that you've got something cre you know, credible and strong and sustainable to take forward. And I'll often look at that kind of situation and say, listen, I can see you've got a business in there. Let me work with you to put it through a process, take the good stuff away, and I'll fund the new business for you because, you know, because there's a viable concept there. But not only am I not going to put a million pounds in so that, you, so that somebody else can take it out, basically make, make their problem my problem, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not it's not the right answer for you either. But the problem is, and you know, it, it, and it doesn't matter how many times I have this conversation with different people in you know, in, with a different you know wrapper around it. Nine times out of ten, nobody wants to see it or believe it with me because because ultimately, you know, you get very emotionally attached to your business, don't you? And uh, and and I always say, listen, I was in your situation. You know, like I, I'm not here preaching to you like, oh, you know, you're you're you're, you're an idiot. You know, I, I ran a, a very heavily insolvent business, you know, back in 2007, 2008, where I was trying to raise money, you know, which, which was ultimately just plugging a hole month by month. If you'd have asked me at the time, I was like, oh, no, I just need to raise this little bit more money and next quarter everything's going to be OK. And, and, I, and I believed it. I really did believe it. But, you know, once we'd gone bankrupt and once I kind of had the let's say the clear headspace and the impartiality to look back at it you know people always say oh my god you know how did how did you go back bankrupt so quickly like in the middle of 2008 I always say now I look it wasn't that I went quickly bankrupt in 2008 I've been bankrupt for the previous two years it, it had just been it had just been very you know very slowly accumulating accumulating and you know you, you need somebody who can who can be there to help you see the wood from the trees, you know, to, to, to be impartial uh, and, and give you that advice. But the, but they, the problem is, it, you know, it's one thing getting that advice, it's another thing taking it. And and you know, as much as much as I can give it, most people don't want to listen to it because nobody really wants to admit admit to that failure. You know, it's it's very it's very very difficult. You know, as a, as a first time business owner in such a you know, such a tragic situation. It's very difficult for them for them to take the advice, which which is hard because I, I see so many situations where it's like oh, I, I could I could fix that for you in a heartbeat. You know, you you you've just got to trust me. But you know, it, it it rarely happens. Oh, and they you're telling me you in that position, you tell them straight out, hey, here's the problem, and they'll still resist that change. Yeah, because because I think I think that you know when I'm talking about it, obviously I'm I'm talking about having to bring in a concept, you know, some kind of insolvency concept, you know. So mm. basically, I'm telling someone that they they are bankrupt, they are insolvent, but that doesn't mean it needs to be the end of their life or the end of their career. It just needs to be the you know, probably the end of that LLC, as you guys would call it in America. And you know, we take the good bits out of it and and leave the bad bits behind. I mean, ultimately, you know, that, that, not not trying to be flippant about it, but that's what LLCs are for. The limited liability corporation. You know, so 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 that li li liability can be can be left behind if if things go wrong. But mm. whenever you know, whenever that concept of bankruptcy comes in, you know, it, it's 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 almost like I guess it's akin to to death for a human, isn't it? And uh, we think, you know, I don't I don't I don't want to die and be reborn. I need to keep I need to keep slugging on, even if I've got one leg and half a heart and no kidney left. You know, there's there's still ch there's still chance for me to keep surviving. So where is your strength? If you work with somebody like me in a company, 
um, I may not see, um, I, I could identify the problem uh, as from my point of view, you might see it as a totally different problem. I get that, which is great because that's an outside eye. But how do we begin to work together? Do I just come to you and say, I, I know there's something here. Here's the problem. Where do we go and what do you do? Well, I mean, there's, there's two ways people typically typically work with me. I mean, there's people who who want to come to me personally for advice. So, I mean, you, you know, I I I, I consult. You know, I, I joint venture, I partner, I mentor. So that's very specifically, I guess, somebody who's accepting of a problem and, and, and or or saying that they need some help in something specific, and, and they come to me. So that's obviously what I can help with. But most people just come to my organisation, Funding Guru. They just come to Funding Guru to raise to raise funds and you know as probably most lenders do we decline 95 percent of the of the um proposals that we see but of the ones that we do decline there's many of those where i i often look and say well look we're declining it because of this but if if you do abc then then, then then there's a viable business in there so there's a you know there's an opportunity for people to work with us that way around but very very rarely does that happen you know normally uh, you know, will get refused, and then that business will come come across my desk again. Whether it's in two months' time or two years' time, you know, when when ultimately it's it's failed and 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 it's you know and it's been been rebuilt or rebought. But you know, it could have it could have been saved two years or two months earlier if 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 people had listened to me at the time. What are the ninety five percent of their problems? Why are they denied? What should we know? Well, I mean, the short answer is just just because because there's 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 no viable route for how we're ever going to get paid back. Uh, you know, I mean, ultimately, you know, lend, you know, lending money or borrowing money, it's a reasonably simple concept, you know, that there needs to be a, there needs to be a solid business proposition as to why they want the money, a clear route to how they're going to pay it back or and service that interest, you know, with a, with a, with a bit of, with a bit of headroom, a bit of fat on the back. And normally for a secured lender like myself, an asset that if it all goes wrong, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, 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 there's, a, there's an asset we can fall, fall back on and take. So there's those three parts to it. So all Ultimately, if we're declining something, one of those three uh, it doesn't work. You know, in, invariably, it's probably three out of three. Um, but, uh, but 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 certainly certainly one out of three doesn't work. You uh, teenage entrepreneur. You started there at sixteen. In your early twenties, you went into the strip club business. Was that just? I mean, what? seemingly young 20 year old wouldn't be thrilled at that am i reading it right well listen and that 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 isn't wildly um away from how i did end up in there you know i i didn't uh, I, I didn't wake up as a, as a kid and think i'm gonna you know learn and strive my whole life to to open a strip club i, mean, like, I knew i wanted to be in business i you know, i was a an entrepreneurial teenager you know i kind of read every book and you know tried every kind of you know get rich quick scheme i could get my hands on i worked in a family business from kind of 18 to 21 where i cut my teeth it was a failing business and i got the opportunity to help turn around uh, and then I moved into leisure in my very early 20s, Norm- originally a bar, a bar and a pub. They weren't very successful. I knew why they weren't successful. They needed multiple streams of income and higher margins. And in my personal life, I spent a lot of time in strip clubs. And I knew that they had multiple streams of income and very high margins. So I deemed that that uh, qualified me to, uh, to, be, to become a strip club owner, uh, took, my, uh, took my failing bar, planted the concept of, uh, of, of, a, of a strip club in there, 
uh, and um, and we hit we hit the ground running. And I think I mean it's a long time ago now. I think March 2004, I opened that first club, opened you know very successfully, hit the ground running. Uh, about a month after opening, I'd never borrowed money up until that point. Uh, didn't know how to borrow money. Didn't really know what it all meant. Uh, got introduced to a finance broker. He started to help me raise some money. Um, and, you know, I found access to more and more lenders, you know, lenders that I had heard of, lenders I'd not heard of, and lenders that no one else would ever hear of in their entire lives. Um, raised about £45 million over the next five or six years, used that money to build my businesses in strip clubs, pubs, bars, restaurants. By then, I'd created my own finance company as well, but it was all built on a house of cards. You know, I didn't really see it at the time. I look back now and it's laughable because I can identify it in a second. Uh, but, you know, I, I ran that, you know, uh, over-leveraged empire for five or six or seven years. Uh, you know, I was... Um, don't get me wrong, I mean, the underlying businesses were, were good businesses that had high turnover and were profitable, but they just had too much debt attached to them. Uh, also, I was a pretty recklessly spending, you know, uh, mid-20-year-old. Mid I mean, I was 25, 26, 27, you know, I was making millions, spending millions. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it all, it all, all came to a crashing, uh, a crashing end in September 2008, I think it was now. Yeah, well, what are the traits, personality traits, the qualities you have and that work well best in the ones that you mentor? Well, I think that you know, the reason I'm sat here, you know, still to this day telling the tale is I think, you know, my, my two specific more general traits are probably humility and resilience. Um, you know, but people always ask me for a, you know, um, almost like a motivating story that, you know, when I went bankrupt, uh, how did I pull myself back from having lost everything to being there with a wife and a daughter and no money and, you know, no income and no prospects. And you know, people always ask me, you know, like, like what, was, what, what was my plan? What did I do in my darkest days? And I always say that, you know, I don't have this, this kind of motivating cry to arms of, you know, this is what I did and this is how I dug, dug myself back from near suicide because ultimately I just, I just didn't have a choice. You know, it was, I, I'd, I'd been in business, I'd failed. I was looking at a wife and a one-year-old kid who needed you know, a roof over the head and food on the table and being sat at home watching Jerry Springer and crying in my milk wasn't, wasn't, wasn't going to get me paid. I was, I was never born to be poor either. So again, sat, being, being sat on the couch uh, crying about it wasn't going wasn't gonna to help me get rich again. So you know, I just, I just went, went out there and, and start, started from scratch and, and went back to work. So you know, I've, I've got a great degree of resilience. I think that my, my, my humility allowed me to not have an ego about the fact that you know i was driving ferraris and rolls royces a day before and i was you know hitching, hitching a ride in, 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 a, in a taxi the next day uh, you know i i mean that didn't i, I didn't let that bother me um so yeah i think i think that they, they were they were my probably two key general points and when we get down to the business specifics you know i mean i consider myself a pretty good all-rounder and again, I don't say that from a let's say you know, from a, an arrogant perspective, but you know I, I understand that anything I don't know about in business allows somebody else the opportunity to pull the wool over my eyes. So you know I, I I learn as much as I can about every division. You know, can I run my divisions better than my heads of department can? Absolutely not. You know, can I probably stand toe to toe with some of them? Yeah, I can. But there's not there's not one that I don't know enough about to be able to have an intelligent conversation to know wh whether or not they're doing their job properly 
Uh, and I think, you know, uh, if, if, if anyone only takes, you know, one one minute away from this podcast, that last minute we've just had is, is, is the bit to take. You know, I always say the most important thing any new start business owner can know is you know nothing. And I think and if you take if you take the attitude of you know nothing with you throughout your business journey, you know, okay, there becomes a point when you know more than nothing. But I look at myself now, 25 years in business, you know, multiple eight-figure businesses, successful, successful failures, I'm success again. And I'm still reading every day, learning every day, desperate to listen to podcasts, videos, pick the brain, pick the brains of people who know know stuff that I don't know. And mm-hmm. you know, like you, you know, you look at any you know, people look at a someone like a Roger Federer and say, "Oh my God, you know, like 40 years old, keep keeping up with you know keeping up with the 22 year olds. You know, how does he do it?" And and they talk, "Well, you know, he's got this trainer and this coach and this diet, and he goes to bed at seven o'clock at night in a darkened room and all these things." Which you know, we talk about in in, in the context of sport. And, and it's very clear why all these different, you know, why all these different methods and tactics, you know, produce a winner. Well, business, business is no different. You know, if you, you know, if you walk out of school at 18 and never pick up another book and you know, ne- never, never try and learn anything new or absorb anything new, then, then what, nothing's going to change. Okay, for sure. Whilst running a business, you're going to learn some things. Of course you are like, you know, we, we all learn something, but you could learn so much more, so much quicker by actively learning and seeking the advice of mentors. So that is my, that is my three minute summary to success in any business sector. So you mentioned multiple eight figure businesses. Let's say the listener wants just one. They'll be happy with that one that they've started. What are the pieces that eventually they'll need in place? Because I know you said that so many, I love what you said near the top, that so many of us go into business, we don't know what we're doing. And sometimes we don't even acknowledge that we don't know what we're doing. But it's so darn true because the barrier to entry is like you said, yesterday I was not a business owner, today it's me and Elon, side by side, fighting the good fight. And then we put out the memes to suggest that we're just like him. But what do we need? What should we, how can we self-evaluate in order to come to somebody like you um, effectively? What, what are we going to want on the table? Well, I think I think the key is, you know, look, we're talking about eight figure businesses here. So I think that but the key is, you know, not not to run before you can walk. Um, and, and, and that's, you know, again, that's almost counter, uh, let's say counterintuitive to the, to the to the kind of social media stories that that, that, that get purported nowadays. Uh, but again, you know, an eight figure business would be the equivalent of of you know, playing for Manchester United. So how can you be? How can you have never had a football yesterday and be and be, and be playing for Manchester United tomorrow? There's, there's there's many many steps along the way. So I mean, if we look at that in funding terms, you know, I often get people come to me who've never been in business, who've never done anything, and they want to borrow a hundred million pounds to you know to, to, to go and build you know a Jurassic Park theme park that's going to be you know it's going to be unbelievable and or, or, you know whatever sure. you know ex- extreme and silly, greatest silly idea ideas. ever, right? Yeah, I think and 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 it's not. And, you know, it, it goes against that, that whole ethos of, you know, believe in yourself and you can achieve anything. Well, you know, believe in yourself and you can achieve anything under the right circumstances with the right, with the right amount of time. And I think, you know, you, you, you've, you've, got to, you've got to, if you want to get big, you've got to accept you're going to start small. 
you know, maybe there's going to be shortcuts along the way to, 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 to accelerate that. But, you know, if you want to be getting to seven and eight figure businesses, you've got to strap strap in for the long haul. Um, so I think, you know, you, you need to be picking picking a business that you are passionate enough about to, to, to stay the journey. You also need to decide that, it, I mean, it's not all about passion and, 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 and hobbies. You know, the, the, that business has to have the ability to scale to where you want to be. So, I mean, it's all very well saying, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about whatever, you know, decorate, you know, decorating fresh fruit and selling it to my local neighbors. Well, that's lovely. And that might, you know, that might provide you, that might provide you, you know, two or $3,000 a month and, and, and a big smile on your face. And if that's what you're happy with, then that's great. But if you want to go out and, and have a business that's going to turn over $10 million, 15, 20, $30 million, then it has to be able to scale. Um, you know, again, people always get caught up in trends and fads, don't they? And, you know, and people say to me, what's the best business to be in? And, uh, you know, I always say the best business is the one that you love and know something about mm. because, uh, you know, again, when someone goes, oh, you've got to go and do crypto now. My mates just made money in crypto. If you don't know anything about crypto, then uh, you know, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, you know, a slow or expensive journey. Um, but I think, you know, ultimately with, you know, with, with the core skills of of sales, of marketing, particularly sales and marketing, and of the ability to raise finance. You know, you've got you've got the ability to go and to go and scale a business in, in pretty much any sector. Uh, so you know, pick 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 the one the one that you know most about, and the one that you think you're going to love, love and be committed to. What is the thing you call a growing a billionaire network? So, I mean, I, I consider one of my personal personal best skills, uh, you know, my, my my ability to network. I mean, I've got a I've got a fantastic network of of business owners, of of funders, of millionaires, you know, not many billionaires, but a billionaire or two, you know, celebrities and every, everything in between. And I guess you know, I, I started building my network 25 years ago probably by accident you know if, if i if i look at it now i've got very clear methods and systems systems of how i do it um but um you know ultimately i always say that every every key pivot point for success in life that i look back at you know when i went from here to here or when i did a big deal or what uh, you know sold a transaction whatever it may be i can earmark every one of those down to a relationship with a particular person and that relationship was was ultimately built built you know through networking yeah. i think you know net, networking is is one of the most important skills uh, you can you can and should learn for not just for business but business but for life you know i mean you know i've, I've was telling you before we came on air that i've got a 17 year old daughter you know she's 18 months away from wanting wanting to go to go to university she you know she she wants to work in in engineering space engineering that kind of thing where it's where it's a very uh, I guess it's a very narrow market um, and it's going to be very very hot, hot, hotly contested so you know whether you're 42 like me or whether you're 16 17 like her it's never too young to you know to, to start networking to, you know, to, to be building that network to get what you want you know she you know I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and have a, a billionaire investor just ring me up and offer to invest 10 million pounds with me you know i've got to go and cultivate those networks and and and, and create that situation she's not going to have someone knock on her door and say hey do you want to do you want to come and join us our, our space engineering program tomorrow i've heard all about you know she's got to go out there build the network build the connections and fight for it so whatever you want to do whatever age you are um you know networking is 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 a is a, is a fundamental skill for success do you find that inherent within that you have to acknowledge or do you acknowledge that you're only going to attract that which you are, right? You have to sort of meet them, right? 
You know what I'm getting at here? What what you mean? You can only what really build relationships with people who who are similar to you. You mean or yeah, something along that line. Um, yeah, I mean, listen. There's always going to be people that you've got stronger relationships, uh, stronger relationships with than than, than others. Um, and I mean, like, it, maybe it's easier for me now as someone who's successful to to be able to say, listen, I only want to do business with people I like. And I and, and I and I of course I do say that. But then I, I'm also happy to admit that uh, I've got my I've got my price for dealing with people that I don't like as well. Obviously, my price today is a lot higher than it was te- it was, was ten years ago. But I'm still you know still prepared to you know swallow a bit of poo to uh, to, to 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 get to get the job done. Um, but so so yes, um, there's, you might you might have to deal with people you don't like. But it's always easier to build relationships with people that that that, that are like you. Um, but I think the other important thing as well to understand with networking is like we we're talking about with you know seven and eight figure businesses that you've got to start somewhere. People, you know, normally when someone says to me, how do I go and network with a billionaire? I'm normally being asked that by a complete novice who's who, who's never networked with anyone, you know, who, who's got $500. And again, you like, okay, you may fall lucky and meet someone in the same way you may fall lucky into, into, a, uh, into starting an eight figure business by accident. But the reality is it's stepping stones and, you know, and, and you, and you, you've got, you've got to build, you know, build people on each rung of the network to, you know, to be able to move up to the next and up to the next. Wow. Matt, where can the listener go to learn more, continue the conversation with you and do good stuff? So you can find me in most places digital. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm all over the internet, all over social media. Uh, my, my personal website is matt-haycox.com. That's M-A-T-T hyphen H-A-Y-C-O-X.com. Uh, and I'm on all things social as the Matt Haycox. That's T-H-E-M-A-T-T-H-A-Y-C-O-X. Uh, I have a podcast. I have a newsletter. Uh, I have a lot, lot, lot of interesting guests. And, you know, I always say to everyone, you know, everyone should have a podcast because it gives you the chance to sit down with really interesting characters and i have some great conversations which you guys get to listen into so yeah come and find me on any of those digital platforms reach out and uh, i reply to all my messages and I, I love to hear hear stories questions and uh, and provoking topics well there you go hidden nation i hope that my enthusiasm at the top of this dialogue really inspired and paid off there you go I think that you have uh, a thing or two to now take with you through your day, self-analyze, become aware of where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, and especially in today's world, it's easy enough to reach out and find the person or people to help fill those gaps. Matt Haycox, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Josh. And Hidden Nation, thank you so much for investing your time. I really appreciate it. Remember, this is the time to go out, to be seen, to no longer hide, to step up and into your power and do exactly what you know darn well you are capable of doing. We're going to do this again before too long. I want to thank you again. Keep in touch. Take care. Be well.